Hi, this is Lawrence Krauss, and you're listening to the CA. Just on the question of fine-tuning, I have a number of responses. We have to postpone some of the, 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 the naturalistic questions for, for later, when I know they'll come up again. Um, you mentioned Edwin Hubble and the way that he saw the red light shift and uh, saw that the universe was not just expanding, but, the, the, but expanding very fast, away from itself, that the Big Bang had not stopped. Uh, Lawrence Krauss, great physicist, probably the next Nobel Prize winner, has uh, noticed that most of people's assumption was wrong, that though this expansion was taking place, it was thought, the rate of speed of the expansion must surely be declining. People still think in Newtonian terms in this way. No, says Krauss, he's pointed it out, and now it's agreed by all. No, the Hubble rate of red light shift is increasing. The universe is dissipating itself at high speed, and the speed is getting greater. What does this mean? Well, it answers the question of why is there something instead of nothing? Because now we have something. We're all here because of the something. And nothing is coming right for us. Very soon, a physicist wouldn't be able to tell the Big Bang had ever taken place. So far sprung apart will the whole system be. And meanwhile, look in the sky at night, and you can see the Andromeda galaxy headed straight for ours on a direct collision course. Who designed that? Who made it certain that every other planet in our solar system is either too hot or too cold to support life, as is most of our own planet, and that in just one tiny, irrelevant solar system already condemned to heat, death, and implosion? Some design, wouldn't you say? Welcome to The CA, a podcast about news, current events, and commentary on all things atheism from a Canadian perspective. This podcast carries the explicit tag and wears it like a motherfucking badge of honor. So if you get offended, switch off. The CA records each Sunday live from Apostasy Studios. For more, please visit our Facebook page for the latest news, updates, and previews on some upcoming shows. You can email us at theca at rogers.com, and if we're amused or tweaked by your email, we'll use it on the show. And now... Here are Michael and Dean. All right, here we go. What the, I don't know what the fuck happened there. Uh, <laughs> welcome to CA. Today is Wednesday, December 6th. I'm Michael. I'm Dean. There's like a little hiccup there. Yeah. I pushed the record button and it went... <laughs> so that was interesting. Oh, well. The uh, the glories of uh, live recording. Technology, technology. That's right. It's always our friend. Except when it's not. Well, 99%. Well... We call it, in the biz, it's known as PEBCAC. It's what? PEBCAC. I don't know what that means. 90%, well, 99% of the problems are PEBCAC. Problem exists between the computer and the chair. So. Oh, okay. It's like human interface malfunction. User error. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've heard problems. Oh, okay. That's interesting. It's keyboard and chair, computer and chair. Depends how you spell it. Oh, Okay. So when you said cack, I thought it had something to do with cock or something. <laughs> How the fuck am I supposed to know? Problem exists between right. keyboard and chair. But I have a dirty mind. So, uh, how's everybody doing? I uh, hope uh, things are going well. We still don't have any snow. No, not yet. But we're supposed to have a white Christmas. Yeah. We've got a few days to uh, to get there. Yeah, well, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not complaining too much. <laughs> we haven't had to shovel yet, which is good. That's right. That's right. And, uh, yeah. Although, we have, we have a snowblower. You do? Yeah. We don't. We yeah. got good old elbow grease. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bought one when I bought one two years ago. There was a, there was a crazy sale on. And uh, it's just an electric one. 
There's oh, some, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, something okay. in super heavy duty. Because when we own a single car driveway, right? One of those yard car, yard works guys or something. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's equivalent to that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we'll have to pull it out. We have to pull it out. That's what uh, she said. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I was reading, I was going to get one of those because just for something, right? Right. But I was reading the, the, the reviews and it was like, some of them said it was just garbage, didn't do anything, and some of them said it was it was okay, and they have the, the great reviews, right? I think I whenever I see like a great five star review, I always think it's paid for, um, but I also didn't only want it to have it for one season, right? sure, yeah, and then have to buy another have one. Buy so, another but one. the thing is, if you want a really good one that's gonna last you, it's thousands of dollars. Yeah, they're like I mean, if you want to buy like the Honda ones or the Toro ones or shit like that, yeah, yeah, they're they're two grand. Like, I saw one, I was, <laughs> I was at Arona, and they had them all set up there, um, and there was one that had, like, a canopy on it. Oh, yeah. Know, and, and warmed, ha- like, like heat, heated handles, yeah. and it was just, like, freaking huge, like a three-foot track on it and something like, like you know, like, the, the tires with chains on it and stuff Jesus like that. Fuck. It's like, I don't need anything like that. Yeah. As nice as it would be. I don't even have any place to put something like that. <laughs> I had to move. I had to buy another house because of my snowblower. <laughs> That's a first world problem. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, I need, I, I want something. Yeah. The the one we got, it was, I think it was 230 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And that was two years ago. So it's going on, it's 30 year. I used it a fair amount last year. Yeah, they used it a fair amount last year, and it didn't have any problem with some of the he- like the heavier snow. Yeah, um, you you push it a little bit slower. If you yeah. push too fast, it's like <coughs> you know it, yeah. it coughs and stuff, and it's like fuck off, I'm cheap. <laughs> um, but uh, you know if you, you go go a little bit slower, it's totally fine. But uh, yeah, I I just I was looking at them, and I'm like I can buy this, or I can keep shoveling. Yeah, and you know this whole saying for everything else there's Mastercard. <laughs> um, my parents so, bought one from Costco, and Costco called them and said, "We're all out of stock out of that one you ordered, right? So we're going to give you a better one for the same price." That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. We used to go to Costco a fair bit, and then we started getting a freezer like meat orders. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. The whole, then we stopped because that was what we were going there for. Yeah. And the reality is, you cannot go to Costco without spending five hundred dollars. <sighs> yeah, it's difficult. We go there for. Kitty litter and like batteries and uh, like uh, coke and stuff like that stuff that you can get large quantities of yeah. for re- for relatively good prices. Mm-hmm. Like you can get a 50, 50 pound bag of kitty litter for eleven dollars or whatever it is. Mm. I avoid that by not having cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't have a cat, then it's not it's not really an issue. But we were trying to figure out let's not go there, right? Right, and see if we can save money. But we figured out that if we go there and just buy kitty litter, we're still like almost saving money. Wow. So, and we don't just buy kitty litter. Right? Sure, so, of course, yeah. But we also don't buy things. That would that, be fucking stupid. We if also I do don't go there buy things that aren't a good price. Right. Right? Because what I heard was that Costco sells everything at a, like, at a 30% markup. Like that's, whatever it is, it's 30%. Oh, so interesting. in some instances... That's not a good deal. Right. In other instances, it's a great deal. Right. Hmm. That's cool. Well, we got a lot of news shit to get to, but uh, even before we do that, 
um, I want to talk just for a minute or so about um, the shit that kind of happened over the last couple of days uh, in the U.S. and abroad. So we have today, Trump Stilskin made his announcement about recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Wait, did he actually say that? Oh yeah. Okay, I was reading. Yep. I was reading the news that he was that he was thinking about doing it. Yep. And when he was finishing up his speech, like, he kind of slurred his words a little bit. People were freaking out. And the horrible thing was, in that moment, I'm like, oh, good. Something, and this is the hard part. I was like, oh, good. Something's going to happen to him and he can't be president anymore. I, and I realized, wow, it's a shitty fucking thing to say. And I realized I didn't want anything, like, I don't want, I don't, like we said before, I don't yeah. wish him ill will. I just don't want him doing his fucking job. I want him going away and somebody else doing the job. Yeah. Just as like like before he was president, just go away and yeah. nobody just do stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, and uh, the uh, Palestinians as well as uh, many others are calling for this three days of rage. Yeah, which has the capacity to be incredibly scary, and uh, and I am I'm fearful for people in the U.S. and other uh, and not okay. I'm fearful for people in the U.S. I'm also fearful for some. Um, European countries where there are Muslim majorities yeah. or a fair amount of Muslim people and and not because they're Muslim but because of the um, extremists of the Islamic faith and because there's open borders through so much of Europe that there's just access for them to get places and do bad shit and yeah. f- to hurt people and so that's what I'm fearful of and Trump don't, doesn't give a fuck oh no he doesn't care at all so, he's, got, he's got secret service yeah and so I, I'm, I'm fearful of that and, um, yeah, so that, that was kind of shit. And I don't know if you heard, it only happened a couple hours ago. Uh, Al Franken is stepping down. Is tomorrow, he? Tomorrow morning. He's going to resign from the Senate. And uh, Ali Rizvi, who uh, is one of the members of the Secular Jihadists from the Middle East podcast, mm-hmm. uh, he was at INR. And uh, I'm not going to bother saying imagine no religion anymore because <laughs> I've said it fucking enough. But no, he, uh, he was at INR with, uh, with Armin and um, a, f- uh, a few of the other people. And he, he put out a great tweet. He said, um, Al Franken will resign from the Senate tomorrow um, as a, you know, basically in response to pressure from female members as well as other members of the Senate. Next week, Roy Moore will become a member of the member of the Senate with the full support of the GOP and the yeah. President of the United States. Yeah. And I thought that was very powerful to to say that. Um, it's uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Fucking guy is um, is just a monster, and he should be in jail a lot. It's and just it, it's it. He's it gonna bogg- he's it, gonna win. Oh no, yeah, he will. But it boggles the mind the people that that support him. I mean, they talk to women. That yep. support him. Yep. And other people have said, oh, it was 20 years ago, it doesn't matter, or whatever they're, they're saying, and uh, they're saying, oh, it's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an issue for Alabama to figure out and stuff like that. It's, no, it's, he's, he's a friggin' pedophile. Even if it is an issue for Alabama to figure out, it's, uh, there was a really interesting meme that was floating around. It was a picture with the, Demo- it was like, you know, like with the Democratic symbol and the Republican symbol. And under the Democratic symbol, it said Democrat. And under the Republican symbol, it said, symbol, it said pedophile. Yeah. With a button for who to vote for. Yeah. And it's like, it's super simple. You always vote for not the pedophile. Yeah. Like, well, it was, uh, 100% of the time, you vote for the other person. Yeah. Uh, Mitt well, Romney. Mitt, Mitt, yeah, Mitt Romney, came out I was about to say. And, uh, like, you know, and spoke out against it, which is, which is a good thing. I don't know if he's going to plan another run in 2020. 
I don't think so. Um, but I mean, of all the people, Mitt Romney says he's a he, he's a he's he's a pedophile. So I mean, come on. You know what's interesting? Uh, conspicuous by his absence and saying anything about this is Mike Pence. I would be very curious to hear what he has to say about it. He's just telling, toting the, par- because the party Because Mike Pence, hard fucking core Christian, right? Hard fucking core. But so is Roy Moore. Well, exactly. But um, he's he's skirting this issue, uh, you know, and he's walking this fine line. One, he just flat out fucking denies it. Completely. Yeah. Um, and so, but the whole thing, it's it's incredibly maddening. And uh, yeah, I'm not a big... Um, but there's now, there's now a woman that said that she went out with... Roy Moore. Really? When she was that. 17 and he was 34 or whatever. Okay. Um, and when she was doing it to her, it was like a badge of honor, right? I've got this older guy or whatever. But now Ooh. she's looking back at it and saying, actually, you know what? It's pretty inappropriate. Yeah. And even Roy Moore, when this first broke, he said, I never went out with, a, with anybody if I didn't have like the approval of their parents or whatever. It's like, if you're going out with somebody that needs their parents' approval... Yeah. Right there. That's a problem. You're doing something wrong. Right there. That means that's not an adult. <laughs> right? Um, if you have to have them sign a permission slip, <laughs> exactly. there is an issue. Are you helping them get out of detention? <laughs> <laughs> Calling them while they're in trig class? Uh, which is horrible. But So, yeah, that's kind of scary. The Alabama election, election, election is next week. And... Um, Maybe I can get a tongue transplant by then, but uh, yeah, it's going to be horrible. I'm I am virtually convinced that Roy Moore will win, and well, it'll be interesting. And uh, Al Franken stepping down. I mean, obviously he that's the right thing to do. Um, I'm not supporting what he did in any way, shape, or form. Although it seems like there's some questions around exactly what happened, but um, at least in the Senate, Senate, he's one of the good guys. Yeah, and the hard part is, is that is it the Republicans? They're like, yeah, fucking step down. That way they can, oh, maybe we can shoehorn another Republican in there. Yeah. That's all they're thinking. Yeah, that's all. And uh, do I know that? No. Am I pretty confident of that? Uh-huh. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, anyway, that sucks. And the whole tax bill thing too. I mean, oh fuck the fucking 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 tax bill. Fuck those guys. Um, I was so pissed off about that. There was what? There was 400 pages of handwritten amendments. Um, stuff, people writing in the fucking margins of the yeah, pages. Yeah, that, that you can't understand. Yeah. And I, I, I put a post about this, basically, that, you know, it's like, you know, congratulations, you know, anyone who supports the GOP. They just, you know, they just passed a tax bill that almost no one has read. Yeah. Nobody did read. They, 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 yeah. they gave you a 500-page document and then said, we're voting this in an hour. Yeah. And uh, the CBO didn't get a chance to look at any of the revisions that were made to it because it was written mostly in crayon. And, and then it just, now, now the only good part is that now it's got to, you know, be ratified and all that, you know, whatever the other, I'm not sure what the exact, um, I'm not sure what dominoes have to fall before it gets in front of Trump or Stilskin. But, you know, as soon as it's in front of him, he's going to fucking yeah. sign it. Even though it's the most horrible thing ever. It's funneling all money to rich people and taking yeah. away from the middle class. Yep. Um, I especially like the part where everyone who owns a private jet will be able to write off everything associated with their private jet. Yeah. Um, well, they were saying if you're, 
they did they had something to do with tennis courts too and stuff like that. It's like oh, I didn't see and, that. and and your kids going to private school. It's like so if you're flying your kid to private school in your jet after picking them up from your tennis court, then your problems are over. Wow. That's a first world problem. Yeah, I mean, but it's just like now, now uh, that it's that it's that people have had time to read it, they're actually going through it and seeing what a what a what a shit bag it is. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Because they were saying that some woman, like some this this fictional woman, will get seven hundred dollars more on her tax return. Wow! Right, and they said. But, and then they listed like five things of mo- how much more she'll have to spend every month. Oh, exactly. To make up for, to, 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 to do what's on this new tax plan. Yeah. yeah, she gets 700 bucks back when it comes time for a tax return. But how much is she April, spent? whatever it is. Yeah, how much she's already spent? She's already spent like $16,000 more over the course of the year mm. because she no longer has health care and this and that. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing, of course, the individual mandate gone to. My favorite part, though, not not discounting health care, my favorite part was the $250 tax credit that teachers would get for buying students' supplies out of their own pocket. Teachers could apply for a $250 rebate. That's gone. Oh. <laughs> my second, now that's tied, because also my favorite bit was people who were doing uh, advanced degrees. Yeah. Did you hear about this? No. Graduate students that were doing advanced degrees, um, they would typically, from from educational institutions, they would receive free tuition in exchange for uh, working as a TA. Yeah. And doing some marking and shit like that. Under this new bill, they will have to claim the tuition that they're not paying as Income, yes, and pay taxes on it. Yes, I did read that. Yeah, pay taxes on tuition that they're not paying. Fuck you very much. That's brutal. Where these fuck? So let's say, um, okay, let's just say it's fifty thousand dollars, and let's say it's ten percent. Yeah. Okay, so five grand. I'm not making any money. Where am I getting five thousand dollars? Yeah, I'm trying to better myself. So yeah, that I can actually have a career where I can pay proper taxes. The difference is, but I didn't earn this money. Yeah. But now I have to come up with real money to pay the taxes for money I didn't actually get. Yeah. Where in the, f- where, on what fucking planet does that make sense? Bah. Listen, let's get to some nice depressing news stories. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what's going on down there. I've got like, I've got friends on Facebook that, you know. You have friends. Send up these things. <laughs> <laughs> send up these videos that people make, like you know, t- telling how bad the, ta- the taxes and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how you guys live. I, like I said, I'm so glad I live up here. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, and she goes, every day is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Every day is a new low. Well, listen. Um, we have a, we have some important questions in the news that we have to ask ourselves. All right. Okay. And uh, this first one comes from the uh, the National Catholic Reporter. And the question is, does God lead us to sin? Now, before you go... Yeah, you just mentioned two things in one sentence that aren't real. Yeah, I know. But, no, come on, come on, no, let's, you know. But there's a, a, a French priest who already has answered the question. Because the obvious answer is, of course not. No, not God. Right. Satan's doing that. Exactly. Now, 
So this story from uh, the National Catholic Reporter, um, December 3rd. From Paris. It took the French church decades of theological debate, years of waiting, um, and a few days of last-minute controversy to change one phrase in its translation of the classic prayer, Our Father. We're talking about the Lord's Prayer. Right, right, right. Okay. French Catholics finally went ahead with it on December 3rd, the first Sunday of Advent. Okay. We were talking about Advent last week. Okay. The mass goers said, let us not enter into temptation. Okay. Now that's different because if you remember the Lord's Prayer, it's lead us not into temptation. So this is what? Um, let us not enter into temptation. Okay, it's semantics. Um, rather than the original warning, um, now, it's, and it's different in different languages and different translations, this translation says, do not submit us to temptation. Um, and that was chosen after the Second Vatican, Vatican Council 100 million years ago, or something like that. Um, in the end, the switch went relatively smoothly even if some parishioners mumbled the wrong phrase even after it was changed. Well, you know, because from a, from a liturgical perspective, they've been doing the same thing over and over and over again, rinse, yeah, repeat, yeah. rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, and it's like, oops, I said it wrong. Okay. So they're saying that the, the, the original wording sounds like God's leading you into temptation. Exactly. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us yes. from evil. So lead For us thine not. Is the kingdom. So don't lead us into, into temptation like yeah. you usually do. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? No, no, no. I'm asking you not to do that. So, so it, was, it was cleverly changed to um, let us not enter. Right. Because we're the broken ones. Yeah. Right? Well, when was the original written? Um, I don't know. It was, after, it was written after the Second Vatican Council. I don't know when that was. No, the original. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when the... Um, when was the change made? The change was made two weeks ago. Oh, no, okay. the change was made last week. Okay, so... Okay. Are they going to change it everywhere now? Like, are all the, the Lord's Prayers changed? And, like, did they send out a, a memo to all the churches? Exactly. <laughs> oh, hold on, people will get an effect. Well, maybe God should tweet this out or something. Exactly, yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. Hold on a second. It's the load. <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I thought it was, I thought it would be interesting here because, you know, the, the, the priest says here, God doesn't lead us into temptation. So I thought it would be interesting to just pull a little verse out of the Bible. Now, <laughs> this, this verse does not specifically say that God is leading people into temptation. I think it's actually way fucking worse than that. <laughs> Um, and for this we go into the Old Testament, the lovely, charming book of Exodus. Yes. Same book that uh, mandates all, slavery. We all know that great work of Exodus. Yes. Now for this we go for, to Exodus chapter 9, verse 12. Um, just to set this up, this was right around the time when Moses was charged by God to go get the Jews out of bondage. Yeah. Okay? So... And this is after a couple of plagues had already hit. Yeah. Okay. So Moses goes in, let us go. Pharaoh's, you know, suck a dick. Let I'm not letting you go. go. Exactly. Fuck off. That's not happening. 
So plagues come. He goes back, let us out. Nope, I told you to suck a dick. Fuck off. <laughs> and anyway, and then we hear. Then we hear. It's written, it's right in the Bible, right? Exodus 9, 12. So after Moses said, let my people go. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not listen to Moses and Aaron. Pardon me. He would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said to Moses. So God is responsible. So let my people go. No. Plague, 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 plague. Let my people go. No, 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 no. Plague, plague, plague. And then maybe Pharaoh's going to be like, fucking take your people and get the fuck out. Yeah. But God hardened, hardened Pharaoh's heart. heart so he would tell Moses, no, go suck a dick. Just yeah. like I said, fuck off. Yeah. So, so what's God what's exactly. doing? God is, is making it so, one, the Jews stay in bondage, and two, he has to unleash the plagues on the yeah, Egyptians. Yeah, that's just it. I'm saying he's playing a whole game. He's telling Moses to go say, let them free. He's telling the Pharaoh to say no. Yeah. And then he's sending a plague down on the people. Exactly. Exactly. What a dickhead. <laughs> what a fucking dick. You know what he remi- you know reminds me of? Q from Next Generation. Oh, that's good. <laughs> John Delancey. You know, I, I, I got a picture up yeah. there. John yeah. Delancey. Signed by John Delancey. I met him at uh, Ottawa Comic Con a few years ago. But he's playing a game ago. with these people. Exactly. He's totally fucking with them. That would be... If you could have the power of Q, <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. That would be... If you could... If that was real, of course, it's not... Um, but that would be fucking amazing. But that's what the Q continue was worried about with humans, right? Because we have this this drive to do better and continuously improve on ourselves. They don't have that because they're omnipotent; they can do whatever they want. Yeah. They're saying that one day you might even evolve past us. Yeah. I Q's my favorite character. Yeah, he's awesome. Hands fucking down, especially when uh, when he loses his powers. Yeah, and he comes back, yeah. And he comes back on the ship, and he's like, and he's like, what must I do to convince you? And Worf's like, die. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking best... Oh, mo- very best good, Worf. Yeah. Eat any, any good, good books, books lately? lately? <laughs> best fucking... And that's what John Delancey wrote on my, uh, on my picture. Yeah. Eat any good books li- lately, John Delancey. Um, love that. Super nice guy. Um, and he, he was funny because um, I think he was just getting ready to pack up. And I was one of the last people there. And I was like, hey, well, it's not, you know, my favorite character. It's not the other thing. And he took a few minutes, just talked, just chatted with me, stood up, and just a super nice guy. Yeah. Super duper nice guy. Um, okay. So moving on to our next story. I'll even like another thing that has a little bit more to do with the podcast is when, he's, when he puts them on trial. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And then at the end, he's in that floating chair, and he goes, may whatever God you believe in... <laughs> And he laughs about it. And he goes, "Have mercy on your soul." But yeah. it's the fact that he's whatever God you believe in. <laughs> and he just laughs about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like, "I'm the only God here." Yeah, that would be one way to demonstrate it, right? But you know what's really weird is that if you so let's say you did have the power of Q, like let's say, um, you know, you get hit by a lightning bolt or something, and all, you, know, you wake up and you're omnipotent. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Let's say you start doing shit. Yeah. People would start calling you God. People yeah. be like, you were sent by God, you're God's messenger, maybe you are God. Well, if we went back a thousand years on a lighter, oh yeah, think we were God. Exactly. Right? It's like, oh my God, you have <laughs> fire in your hand. Exactly. That, yeah, that'd be good. 
Any advanced, what is it? Any technology sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic? From magic, that's right, yep. So, our second story, uh, and this is a poke right at uh, Mr. Trumpelstilskin. So, this is also from uh, the National Catholic Reporter from uh, December 5th by Heidi, and I'm not making this name up. (laughs) No, I can say this name, Okay. but it will sound like I'm... Fucking on this person. Okay. Her name is Schlumpf. Schlumpf. Heidi Schlumpf. All right. And that's not just me tripping over my tongue. I did not just have a small stroke. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Heidi Schlumpf. All right. Where's that from? What kind of background is she? Uh... Um, I don't know. It's, well, it's Mr. and Mrs. Schlumpf's kid. That's right? <laughs> <laughs> all I got. That's all I got. Okay. So... Church teaching is clear. Okay. This is Schlumpf talking. This is right, right. Church teaching is clear. Fake news and other untruths are wrong and dangerous. Uh, Hang on. When President Donald Trump um, tweets, uh, so this is one interesting part. So remember how, remember when he tweeted that Time Magazine offered him Person of the Year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we fucking totally didn't do that. <laughs> so when President Donald Trump tweeted that Time Magazine had contacted him about, be, about being named Person of the Year, uh, but that uh, it turned out that, uh, and then he said he turned it down, a representative from the magazine went on saying, uh, yes, there's not a speck of truth to this, right? Uh, the next day, reports surfaced that Trump had been uh, denying that it was his voice in the infamous, um, yeah, yeah, you know, the, 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 the trailer the, and, the, and stuff the, like the that. Bus thing uh, the Hollywood, the, the Access Hollywood tape and stuff like that, um, in which he made you know vulgar comments about women, this, that, and the other thing. And so what she, what she's saying is is that these, all of these things that he's doing, this is wrong. He shouldn't be doing this, um, which I find interesting. Because here's, you know, the National Catholic Reporter sticking up for what's right. Oh, so so I, she's saying Trump is wrong. Yes. Okay. She's saying Trump is wrong. That, you know, he shouldn't be doing these types of things. And God will get him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's a, just a little short story, but that's it. And God will get him for it. Yep. We don't need to be concerned. Because God will fix it. God's got this. Yeah. Right? It's like we don't need to be concerned about climate change because Jesus is going to come down. What if what if God is hardening Trump's heart? <laughs> you know? It would be something that he could do maybe if Trump had a heart. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. He's that's good. he's all the characters from Wizard of Oz combined. He's cowardly, he has no heart, and has no brain. Yeah, there you go. That's good. I haven't seen that movie in fucking forever. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's well done. I like the way they started out in black and white, and then she gets to she gets to yep. the, to to the land of Oz, and it's all in color and stuff yeah. like that. And now, the first time I saw that movie, we didn't have a color TV, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, "What's a big fucking deal?" <laughs> we were poor. How do I know that those those are Ruby's slippers? Exactly. Well, they they sparkled. Yeah, they sparkled a lovely shade of gray. Well, there was that one um, Calvin and Hobbes cartoon that I still remember. This day that Calvin Hobbes was asking why, you know, the old pictures and TV are in black and white. 
And his dad was saying, because actually in those days, everything was black and white. And then it, and everything changed to color oh, after that. And he's like, no, that's not true. And he goes, yeah, it was. Like back in the olden days, everything was in black and white. And he goes, well, how come then old paintings are in color? He goes, because they were painted in color and they changed to color when everything else changed to color. Then he goes, well, how come then the pictures in the movies didn't change? He goes, because they are color pictures in movies of things that were in black and white. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow. That's a tangled web. Um, That's messed up. (laughs) Now, I have a very, this is a very, very important uh, question. This is by uh, Hemnet Meta from the Friendly Atheist blogs over at uh, Pathios. I got it right. I said it right. Yay, listen to me. Here's an interesting question. What do you think Richard Dawkins would say if the world was ending? Uh, if, if he knew... so Put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah. Okay. So, the New York Times asked a number of people what their last message would be if they knew the world was at, ending. What, like, like, a, like an asteroid's coming to hit or something? Or a nuclear holocaust or whatever. And it says here in brackets, given tr- Donald Trump's instability and the GOP's... <laughs> Uh, the GOP's complicity, it seems a perfectly appropriate question. Yeah. Um, Richard Dawkins was among the panelists who offered a bird's eye view of our species um, for any creatures that might intercept a transmission. So the whole thought is, you know, what would you say if we had the ability to send a message out into the ether? Oh, okay. Uh, You know, what would you say? What would you be your last message? Yeah, I was just saying, if you're going to tell a bunch of other people that are going to die, then what's the point? Right. So... He said, if you have, I'm not going to try to do a British accent. (laughs) If you have the technology to intercept this last testament from our doomed planet, chances are that you are far more advanced than us. You have probably been evolving much longer and your code breakers are capable enough to decipher my language. We dreamed of a final theory of everything and a complete understanding of the origin of all things, including time. Perhaps you have already, perhaps you already have that. It is among our griefs that we perished before we could reach it. Yeah. That's what he said. It's a very good thing to say. And he said, uh, and then uh, Hemnet says, there's something both aspirational and depressing about that, but it was a fascinating thought experiment. So, the, and then the question Hemnet asks is, what would you say if you had the, if you had the capacity? Uh, wow. Yeah, that's difficult to say. Um, I don't know. No? I really, like, I'd, I'd need some time to think about it. But I, I mean, I really like what Richard Dawkins said. I mean, it's... I think I would say something like... Don't go this way, turn yeah, back. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's like, uh, remember that movie Say Anything? No. You know, remember that movie Say Anything? John Cusack and Ioni Sky? I never saw it. Oh, okay. Um, I'm dating myself again. Uh, anyway, so Ioni Sky is giving a speech at the commencement, uh, at her high school graduation. And she says, you know, I've glimpsed our future because she had gone out and studied at some, she'd done some university courses during the year because she was like super duper smart. Yeah. She says, I've been out there and I've glimpsed our future. And all I can say is go back. (laughs) And I was thinking like the kind of something ish like that, like 
you know, if you have the capacity, if you're evolved enough, if you've seen what we've done, don't do that. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah. You know, because who knows, by the time, maybe by the time, you know, the message gets out there, maybe gets intercepted by someone who's close-ish, mm-hmm. or maybe gets intercepted by someone a hundred years less advanced than we are. Yeah. And they're just getting into their, you know, industrial revolution or something like that. And be like, oh, they, these guys did it. Oh, they fucked it up and, you know. Well, only a couple hundred years, they fucked it. The thing is that I think that, like, there's that that paradox, right? If if the universe is teeming in life, we should have found some something somewhere um, by now. Okay. Now, I believe that all intelligent life forms go through the same life cycle that we're in right now. They reach mm-hmm. a point where they start reaching for the stars and then they pollute themselves into oblivion the same that we're, the same way that we're doing right now. So we're, we're getting to the point where we might be able to do it and then we all, and then, and then we, we fuck it up. We destroy our planet and die. So I'm thinking that That's happens chipper. everywhere. They like, they, they get themselves to, we're in this technological infancy where we have the tools to change the planet but we don't know how to use them. Okay. And we and and you damage it to a point where you can't you foobar get it. back. Right? So yeah. just as we are doomed, that happens infinite number of times everywhere else hmm. across the universe. Interesting. Cuz if, if there were I'm sorry I asked If there you. were other intelligent <laughs> life forms out there, we should have heard something or seen something You think by so? Now. But I mean uh, just the 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 vastness of of space. The vastness of space is is a good way to say that they probably just haven't gotten here yet. But if life is abundant, right, in the universe, and it's had fourteen billion years to figure itself out, yeah, should maybe we not have seen something. I don't know. I hope we do. I don't. I'm not. I'm not convinced we will in, in my lifetime. I want to just find even fossilized microbial life on Mars, something or little things, little squiddy things moving around in Enceladus or Europa or something like that. Right. Something else that says there is life elsewhere, but on our planet. Right. That will just blow everything out of the water. That would be the most monumental discovery ever. Right. We are not alone in the universe. Cool. All right, let's move on. Yep. So, I think this is, yeah, this is my last. Uh, National Catholic Reporter was a treasure trove this week. <laughs> um, so, from Julie Bourbon, there's an early, there's an easy one, right? Yep. National Catholic Reporter, December 1st. Religious leaders reject the GOP tax bill. They're calling for a faithful budget. <laughs> <laughs> Just pray that everything right. works out. And they quote Isaiah okay. in doing so. Woe to you legislators of unjust laws who rob the poor of justice. Mm-hmm. Now, that's very profound, um, but the Bible's too full of other things. Like, it's funny, every time I read a Bible verse where it's like, well, that's pretty cool. Instantly, fucking <laughs> a nano fucking pubic hair <laughs> diameter of a second later, 
a flood of all the horrific shit that's in that book floods into my brain. I'm like, yeah, it's not enough. Yeah. This, this, these few good statements, not enough. Not enough. You can't, you can't make it up. Not enough. Did you like that description? Pubic yeah. hair, Diana? That sounds good, right? All right. Well, it's usually, uh, see you next Tuesday hair, right? Yeah, I, I should have just said that. Cunt hair. I should have yeah. just said cunt hair. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm, I Yeah, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I fucking love the word cunt. Yeah. What's wrong with me? There you go. Just dropped it three times in four well, we seconds. Saying, we, I, was, I was helping somebody uh, build something. And they said, you know, we just need another cunt hair with taken off of that, right? And yeah. It's like, and then they were asking what nationality. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. That's racist. Um, okay, so this is from uh, Washington. Interfaith leaders um, convened on Capitol Hill Thursday to call attention to the enormous harm the proposed Republican tax bill will cause the poor and middle class Americans. Yay. The day began... <laughs> um, the day began with some arrests of scripture-reading protesters <laughs> uh, and ended with a spirited rally on Capitol Hill. Um, and the House Minority Leader, Nancy Pelosi, a Democrat from California, uh, was one of the members of Congress, Congress who was screaming the loudest, of course, right? Between her and probably um, uh, Chuck Schumer, right? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. probably screaming the loudest, right? And the chants were, kill the bill and shame, right? And so... It, there's, so one of the things that Pelosi and some of these other people were saying, you know, this is a, it's a, it's a scandal, it's a crime, hasn't been read, all these other things, and the thing that I found interesting about that is that you know this is you know these are a lot of Catholic leaders mm-hmm. that are calling for this, right? And the first thing that pumps into my mind is, well, just fucking open the coffers. You got fucking bajillions of fucking dollars. Yeah. Right. Just fucking open them up and say, okay, everybody that gets ass-raped ass by this tax bill, come on down to the church. Here you go. And we'll give you some gold coins, or we'll give you whatever, you know. And reverse the collection plate. You know, diddle free. <laughs> um, and, you know, we'll, we'll help you. You got to say that when you're talking about the Catholic Church. Yeah. Now diddle free. Exactly. Now with 100% less diddle. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, I mean, just open up the fucking coffers. It's like, it's so... It's so hypocritical to talk about how, you know, they're, you know, robbing, robbing, and everything else like that. And one of the other stories that, uh, that I was reminded of, and I learned this first from a debate with Christopher Hitchens, and then I went and researched it and found out that it was actually true. And I, I wasn't convinced that it was true just because he said it. I went out and researched it. Do you know how the Vatican was constructed? Please don't say by people. <laughs> I realized it was a stupidly formed question. Uh, how it was funded? Yes, how it was funded. No, I don't. The, the building of the Vatican was funded through the sale of indulgences. What? Right. Do you know what indulgences are? Like ice cream? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Chocolate. Um, no. So when they're ta- when they're, what they mean by indulgence is you give the money to the church, right? So you give the church a bunch of money. And for that, the priests will basically 
help you get less time in purgatory when you die. Oh, okay. So you can you can buy your way to heaven quicker. Yeah. It's like buy your way to the front of the line of the next Taylor Swift concert. Exactly. Concert. It's like American buy Express. Buy some swag. It's like American Express front of the line service. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you give the church a bunch of money, and then they would do it. And you could also... So it was crowdsourced. <laughs> <Funded>. <laughs> you could also, if you gave them enough money, then they would... then. They would have because there were all these 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 chantries that were built with inside the Vatican where all the, the priests and stuff sang and everything like that. And if you gave them enough money, then they would sing your, the praises of your dearly departed. And of course that would reach right up to heaven itself. Mm-hmm. And, and you could get a first class seat yeah, earlier. The bouncer would just say, right this way. So I found that very I said they're so hypocritical. Now the reality is I think a lot of modern Catholics, they're not even aware of this, right? They don't even know. Yeah, it's just I it's... didn't know that when I, when I went on the Vatican tour, when we went on our honeymoon, I didn't know what, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. You're walking through, it's like, oh, it's a really cool building, you know, the, the detail and stuff like that. And then you learn later, it's like, fucking hell. Um, so I found that very hypocritical. So, you know what, Catholic Church? Because uh, I'm sure Francis listens to this every week. <laughs> um, Popey, just uh, open up the fucking wallet a little bit. And spread the love, right? I There's, mean, the, like, if you want to talk about a Catholic Church and the Vatican, I mean, talk about money. Exactly. It's exactly. Just unbelievable. When, Isn't Jesus the one that said, like, give up all your worldly possessions? Yep. Yep. Um, what's interesting is the, the, most, the most profane example that I saw was when we were in St. Mark's Basilica in Venice. So, first of all, I had to, so I'm in Italy. It's yeah. 80 trillion degrees. <laughs> and I had to wear long, I had to wear long pants. Why? And I had to wear a sleeved shirt. Why? Because that's how I could dress. Shannon had to wear a dress and her shoulders could, had to be covered in what, order to is, enter St. Mark's Basilica. You can't wear shorts? No. My legs had to be covered. My arms had to be covered. And Shannon's shoulders had to be covered. And she had to wear a long skirt that was past her knees. Wow. Okay. Just to enter. We go, uh, we're walking through, and it's very interesting because all of the, one of the cool little things is that, um, you know, you're, you're taught not to walk through the center of a hallway because it's very pompous to walk through the center. You're okay. taught to walk on the edges, but near the walls. So there was a hump in the center, and the, 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 sides, of the, the sides of all the walkways were worn down, and they were an oh, inch right, or so okay. lower than everything else. Right, okay. You get in behind where the baptistry is, where the priest will be up there saying his shit. And there is, well, it's behind, you know, a foot of glass, guarded with guys with machine guns. Yeah. And there is a wall. This wall is about 15 feet long, maybe 10 feet high. Okay. And about a foot thick. And it is solid gold. Wow. Okay. And embedded in this are diamonds, rubies, emeralds, sapphires, all kinds of precious stones, the size of my fist. And what is it there for? Uh, it's a decoration. It was just, it was, it was an ornament because it was on the back. You couldn't even fucking see it. You couldn't see it until you walked around the back of the fucking thing. 
And it's just a huge wall of gold. It's a fucking wall of gold with fucking diamonds and shit buried in the fucking thing. How many fucking hundreds of millions of dollars? Well, I don't know how much, right? I mean, I could be exaggerating. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. And 200 yards away, there's fucking homeless people peddling in in, uh, St. Mark's Square. Yeah. Trying to get money to buy a fucking sandwich. It's disgusting. Yes. So the Catholic Church has no room to fucking talk about, you know, about how much a government or something is ripping people off. Yes, the GOP tax bill is an abomination, but Catholic Church could solve it fucking like that. Fuck you. Did you see they found that that huge-ass emerald? They found, like, a 300-pound like a emerald. Really? Yeah, it's That's huge. my birthstone. It's hard, that's part of mine. It's, 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 it's massive really? fucking emerald. It's, like, five feet long and three feet high. So it's, 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 like, enormous. You sure it's not kryptonite? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. But, no, they say it's an emerald. It's, like, 378 pounds or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Could you imagine, though, trying to... I wouldn't want to be the person that tries to, to cut that. <laughs> Because you imagine it goes tink, 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 and it just shatters like glass. And it's like, oh, fuck. It's not actually one emerald. It's a whole bunch. <laughs> exactly. We, it's way, listen, it's way better now. Much easier to transport. So what you did was is you gave me this big emerald. And what I did is I made it travel-sized. <laughs> <laughs> so now everybody can take a handful. And, yeah, that person would be shot. Yeah, no, like it's, they, they showed a picture of it. It still had like a bunch of like earth still on it. Like, I don't know how much they're willing to clean it because they don't want to break it. Yeah, that would be scary. That'd be cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. Emerald's my birthstone. It's Very not good really for a you. Thing, right? I don't but even know what mine is. No? Amethyst? Amethyst? Is that a thing? That's a purple one, right? Purple one's amethyst. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah? I think so. so. Okay. Purple's the color of royalty. Purple's a fruit. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> so, um, let's move on to our next story. We're going yeah, back to... Uh, I don't know if Amethyst is mine. Maybe that's my sister's. I can't remember. I don't know what mine is. Okay. That's your homework for next week. <laughs> you don't fucking do anything else for the show. So <laughs> <might as> well... <laughs> I add color commentary. I add color. Period. There you go. You add color. <laughs> my brown friend. No. I it's, Listen, you got the fucking kidlets running around. I bring the, the melanin. I'd fucking shoot myself. <laughs> I, I how did you do it you had you had a you had a daughter you, yeah was running i had around. one yeah i had one i was a lot younger i was only 26 when my daughter was born oh wow okay yeah yeah i'm not 26 i got it i got it the <laughs> fuck out of my system i got it out of my system and yeah if i had to do it now no <laughs> no I, yeah i mean uh no i couldn't do it it would have been better like I'm saying uh, it's 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 fine now, but I mean it would have been better if I was younger and you know had more get up and go. Yeah. Um, my get up and go got up and went. Yeah, exactly. But I you know I enjoyed my my twenty sixes without children. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's maybe that's why I feel so old now. I mean, it's just it's uh, it's yeah. <laughs> No, it's fine. I mean, I love my children and everything like that, and it's 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 great spending time with them and stuff like that. You saw that video that I posted yeah, last night. Yeah, that was night. awesome. That I was great. Singing jingle Fuck, bells. Fuck! What did you say his name for? Oh, you dumb shit. Well, I'm not it. editing the fucking thing Edit out this it. time. Um, Beep. Yeah, there you so go. There's your fucking. Edit. My son is singing jingle bells. You know, super cute. And uh, yeah, so you know all that. 
it's 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 great. It's just it's time consuming. You just added an hour to my fucking oh, day. Oh come on, it takes two <laughs> seconds. You don't know. Show me how to do it. Oh okay. <laughs> um. All right. Let's let's move on because we're already at fifty two minutes. All right, move on. All right. So we're back to the uh, friendly atheist, uh, Hemnet Meta. There's a study that was conducted. Atheists. I'm not crazy about the title of this, but it's it's neat when you get into the root of it. Okay. Atheists, more than any other religious group, <laughs> accept transgender identities. Yeah. So we're a little, not a religious group, right? It's a little fucky in in that, but it's a good message. Yes. Right. Okay. So when it comes to accepting uh, the fact that transgendered people are people, atheists and agnostics lead the way. Good for us. According to a new analysis from the Pew Research Center, so this was not done by Fox News, <laughs> and it was not done by um, Pat Robertson's Christian Broadcast Network. Or the, we, uh, the, the, the what's that, uh, any, any kind of group with the word family in it. Exactly, Family <laughs> Research Council, that's a good one. Um, researchers asked whether a person's gender is determined at birth. Okay, while, listen to this, 84% of white evangelicals wrongly agreed with this statement. <laughs> the number dropped sharply, but this is, number's disheartening, to 29% for atheists and agnostics. And it was 37% overall for religious nuns, N-O-N-E-S. Yeah. Right? So it's still... There's still a lot of... We've still got a ways to, to go. Yeah, that need to figure this shit out. But I wonder sometimes if this is lack of education. And it could also be a misunderstanding of the question. It's entirely possible. No, it's, not a, gender, it's not a misunderstanding of the question. Is, your gender is gender identified, yes. identified at birth. Well, your right? sex. Like your, your, your sex is, yeah, your sex is, is identified at birth. But th- that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be a misunderstanding of the question. Sex versus gender. Gender being a social construct. Right. Right. Okay, or it that's could be an education possible. thing, you're right. But 84% of the white evangelicals are fucking stupid. Um, yeah. So it says, most Christians in the United States, 63%, say that whether someone is a man or a woman is determined by their sex at birth. Among religious nuns, who also identify religiously sometimes as atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular... Um, about 6 in 10, or 62%, say they think that a person's gender is not necessarily determined by the sex they are assigned at birth. So that number, again, still shows we have a way to go. Okay, To be sure, saying that only 29% of us, meaning the atheist community, uh, reject the idea that someone can be transgender is nothing to celebrate. I think Hamnet hits a good point here. Yeah. The number should be much, much lower. I agree. Um, to be in that group means categorically denying everything trans people have ever said about their gender. It also means falling into the trap of saying people choose to be man or woman. That sentiment was wrong when it came to gays and lesbians and their sexual orientations, and it's wrong now when talking about an individual's gender identity. And I thought that that was really, really cool. There's a graph... Oh, yeah, okay. Look, everybody, I'm going to show you the graph so you can see it all very nice and clearly. <laughs> so um, so this graph is representative, and it shows a couple of different uh, demographics that are, that are broken down. So overall, okay, 
So there are two columns, okay? And then there are, there's one, two, there's a bunch of different uh, categories, and then there's two columns. So is sex, uh, is sex determined at birth, or can, se- or can it be different? No, but be, sex is determined at birth, not gender. Right, but that's what they mean. Like, so are you what you are at birth by sex, or are you what you are by gender, and is that something you can choose? I hope I explained that easily. Or is it's, that clear as mud? Uh, okay. I don't. Uh, your sex is obvious. Right. But your gender is something. It's not something that you choose either. Right. So Christians, sixty-three percent of those polled, say nope, totally whatever it is at birth, that's what you are. Thirty-six percent said nope, you can be something different. Protestant. Now these are uh, Christians. Yeah, so yeah. even some Christians think you not necessarily. Um, Protestant, even though that's a branch of Christianity. So maybe they mean. <laughs> By Christian, they mean Catholic? I don't know. I don't know. But it says Christian. They can't just... Maybe this is evangelical. Who knows? Maybe it's just dumb American. They they need to be more specific. Protestant, 68% versus 30. White evangelical... 2% there. I guess it's 2% uh, error. Yeah. And uh, the the first one was 3% error. Okay. White evangelicals, 84 versus 15. Jesus Christ. 84. Um, Here was, this was an interesting one um, that I thought was, that that I thought was interesting. They, they, they broke down uh, race in a couple of them. So they said a white mainline, 59 versus 36. And the black mainline, 50, no, pardon me, I, I, I misspoke. The white main line was 55 versus 44. The black main line was 59 versus 36. So, so, there, so by this, black people are more likely to think you are what you are when you're born. Yes. Okay. Catholics, 51 to 46. All that right. is the most shocking, I think. Yeah. That only, I, only 51% believe that you are what you are? Yeah. And then atheist agnostic, 29% still thinking you are what you are when you're born, versus 71% and 1% um, error. Right. Um, saying that you, you're not necessarily what you are. And then nothing in particular, or the nuns, 43 versus 57. So a little bit Yeah, higher. more work to be done. So there. we had an average of about 38% of quote-unquote us yeah. thinking that it's not determined at birth. So we need to do better with that. And again, this was done by the Pew uh, Research Center. But we're doing a hell of a lot better than any of the other religious groups. Yeah, particularly white evangelicals. Particularly black evangelicals. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, well, the white evangelicals was the 84%. Yeah. They're dumb. Um, they just... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Why can't you accept it that some people are gay or lesbian or trans or whatever? Just get over yourselves. This is the best one. This is the fucking best one. This is from Christian Week Magazine. Fucking right. Pastor John Piper calls Trump, Putin, and Kim Jong Un all wannabe dictators. Yeah, okay. This is but by... isn't Kim Jong-un an actual dictator? Hang on. This is by Anagrao Kumar, December 4th. I got that. Holy fuck, I got that name right. How the fuck did I do that? 
Kumar is easy, though. Yeah. Uh, December 4th, 2017, Week Magazine. As tensions between the United States and North Korea have reached a new high over the possibility of nuclear threat um, from the communist nation, um, influential American evangelical John Piper says, U.S. President Donald Trump, Russian President Vladimir Putin, and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un have one thing in common. They want to be dictators. Want to be dictators. <laughs> Listen to this. Quote, Jesus is the ruler of kings on earth. Revelation 1.5. Over Trump, Putin, and Kim Jong-un, and every other huffing and puffing wannabe dictator. This was tweeted by John Piper, who is the who's not only an evangelical minister, but the chancellor of the Bethlehem College and Seminary. So Jesus is the true dictator. God is the real dictator, motherfucker. <laughs> how could you how could you how how could you be so fucking stupid? You guys are pretending, man. I worship the real dictator, motherfucker. Yeah. How stupid are you? How stupid are you to be proud of that? Oh, yeah. I worship the real, real dictator. dictator. The, the real dictator, because you may be able to blow me up with a bomb and kill me. If I don't do what he says, he'll throw me in the fire for fucking ever. Yeah. Beat that. <laughs> like, how? How? I, I don't how? know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> just, just how? He is just monumentally dumb. Yeah, he's 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 out there, and he's and I bet you as he's fucking tweeting, he's like tweet, and I wonder, but I wonder if he had one of those oh fuck moments like afterwards. Nope, probably not. Nope, he's got his head firmly up his ass. Yep, yep, yep. Um, he's walking around proud. Look what I wrote. Exactly. Now I have oh, I have two. Feel good stories. Okay. Not really. Um, one <laughs> one kind of one and one jokey jokey one. All right. Okay. But this is a this is actually a feel good story. Okay. And oddly enough, it's from Christian Week magazine. Um, In stereo. Exactly. This is by Stoyan Zymov. I'm getting better with some wow. of these names. Um, December first, 2017. Again, Christian Week magazine. Born-again Christians in the U.S. are continuing to decline. woo And there's a survey that backs it up. Okay? So, the story reads, the percentage of born-again Christians in America is continuing to decline. And it has in brackets, troubling. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. A, a major religious survey has found and only a minority of the faithful believe they have a strong personal responsibility to share the gospel. <laughs> troubling. That, that, that isn't <laughs> in brackets. Oh, okay. That isn't in brackets. That's the, I, but I think he would think that's troubling. Yeah. Right? Because 1 Peter 3.15 Clearly states, yes. be prepared to give a faith, a reason for the faith that lies within you and do so with gentleness and respect, or some say kindness and shit, but yeah, basically. 
So everybody has to be born again, though, right? Because you're born into sin, so you have to be born again so that you different people b- different people believe different things, right? Jesus. So like, um, because for instance, like a Calvinist, a Calvinist is can, it doesn't fucking matter. God has already decided whether you're good or not. A you know like a born again Christian is like yes I've been born I've been washed of clean of my sin this and the other thing. Other like other evangelicals, I'll say like you know listen as long as I ask for forgiveness I'm good. Right. Catholics faith is not it's, it has to be faith and works yes so i have to believe shit and i have to do shit yes in order to not be in shit <laughs> okay so different people believe different things christianity in america is going through a time of substantial challenge the church at large is not likely to grow in the future unless more fundamental changes in practices are made and this was according to researcher george barna who conducted this study from American Culture and Faith Institute. I'm sure that's totally unbiased. (laughs) The survey results, which were released this past Tuesday, the percentage of born-again Christians within adult subgroups, okay? So the age groups are listed and then the percentages, okay? So 18 to 29. All right. Only 23%. 30 to 49. 31%. 31%. Getting better. 50 to 64. 37%. Then 65 and older, it drops to 33%. Okay. Now, my personal thought is, in the, is that that is that the old people are just screaming at people, you know, the music's too loud and get off my lawn. <laughs> that's, pro- that's probably why that, that, that didn't work out so well. Okay. This is further broken down into ethnicity. Okay. Okay. So here's this this fuck this is a fucked up category, okay. So non-Hispanic white. That's what they have written down here. Not okay. Thirty three percent. Do they have a Hispanic white? Yes, Hispanic. No, but you said non-Hispanic white. Yes, the, it says so right there here. So there must be a Hispanic so white. Ethnicity slash race, non-Hispanic slash white. Okay, even slash they okay. Go ahead. You're supposed to read between the lines. It's not my fault you can't see the paper I haven't shown you. <laughs> um, Hispanic, 24%. Black, 35%. Oh, okay. And Asian, 17%. So overall, I think I'm pretty happy. This is a pretty in-depth study. I mean, yeah. They, took, yeah. they could, took into account a lot of things. Yep. So the Asians are doing something, right? Yeah, the Asian, yeah they, are, they are. And this decline has been noticed overall a trend from 1991 through till now. There were spikes. There was a spike in 1992, up to near 50%. Wow. And then a a sharp decline over the next uh, five years um, to only 19%. We're talking about the past 25 years, right? Yeah. And so it's gone up and down, kind of like a roller coaster. And uh, But now where are we at? At uh, 2017... The overall average, if you average all the numbers that we talked about, it's 31%. All right. All right. So, so that's, that's yeah. It's a feel-good story. It's a feel-good story. We're getting there. Right. Okay. Eventually, everybody will drop Jesus like eventually you drop Santa Claus. Don't you be shitting on Santa Claus. realize, not real. It's just your parents. What do you mean there's no Santa Claus? (laughs) It's just your parents putting the kids under the tree. I want toys. 
Did you see that one thing on uh, on, on Facebook? It was uh, what you do is you wrap a bunch of empty boxes and put them under a tree, and then whenever your kid is acting up, you grab one and you chuck it in the fireplace. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no. That's awesome. So listen, um, this is our last news story, and this is very very important. Okay. Okay. This is from Christian Broadcast Network <laughs> because they they have an appeal that has gone out. And the appeal is this, okay? Let CBN pray for you and your needs this Christmas. Leave me off that list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We want to pray for you. Merry Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. A season filled with joy, hope, and love. This year, as we celebrate Jesus, the greatest gift of all, we would like to pray for you. Please take a moment. And there's this whole thing on the website. There's a whole drop-down tab. We can select what you <laughs> want to be We can select what, what you want to be prayed for. Want to pray I wanted to, like, because there's one that says other. I, what I want to do is I want to submit one that says other. And then it gives you a little open-up box to say my life is fucked. And then submit that. I just want to see what they'd say. <laughs> Please take a moment. Choose a category below and send us your prayer request. The staff of CBM will be praying for you and your needs this season. So my, um, my suggestion to all of you is to not waste your fucking time uh, in doing that. But I thought that that was very funny. That, you know, Patty Boy, he's looking out for us. <laughs> he's lo- he is looking out for us, and that is not something to be taken lightly, ladies and gentlemen. Not at all. So, well, that was exciting with the news. Hey, I did a fallacy. You did? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing looking at your phone? No, I was looking for, there's a great scene from The Simpsons when Bart says something about Christmas. I don't know if this is it, but I'm going to play it and see what happens. Okay. Play it or Play it beside your filter. Yeah. Because that's how I fucked it up last week, is I played Christmas it. No, on the other side of your filter. What? Play it on the other side of your pop filter. This, yeah. That's, that's, how I, that's how I fucked up the one last week. I played it through the pop filter, and it fucked it up. Okay, I don't even know where the speaker is on this thing. That's because it's an Android. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me back it up now. Yeah. This is the right clip. Okay. Christmas is a time when people of all religions come together to worship Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Yeah, very, very funny. So, I thought that this was, I thought this one was pretty neat. Uh, so for the fallacy this week, I chose the appeal to faith. Okay. Okay. So the description, this is an abandonment of reason and an argument and a call to faith. Usually when reason clearly leads to disproving the conclusion of an argument, it is at this time that the assertion of faith comes into play. Even arguments that heavily rely on reason that ultimately require faith abandon reason. So the logical form and example is this. X is true. If you have faith, you'll see it. (laughs) And so one of the things that I... There's not, I guess, a ton to talk about. But what I wanted to talk about was not my idea, but I heard Matt Dillahunty say this on The Atheist Experience. And what he said was, he was talking to a caller, and he said, is there 
any position that couldn't be accepted on faith. Yeah. You know, I, ex- you know, um, I think that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is going to come and rescue us all from Donald Trump. And I accept that on faith. Yeah. You can accept anything on faith. Anything. It's, it says it's not, nothing. And then he, so he goes on to say, if you can accept anything by, on faith, then it's not a reliable pathway to truth. Exactly. That, that was the next part of it. Is that there's no... Because I can accept anything on faith, the truth just goes out the fucking window. Yeah. I have faith, I have faith, I have faith. I, ex- I have faith that fairies make my flowers grow. Exactly. Fairies at the bottom of the garden. Faith yeah. is, uh, the, and that's the whole my Douglas faith. Adams thing. Yeah. You can't say anything because I believe that based on faith. Yeah. And but then the other thing that gets tossed in so often by um, the faithful <laughs> is they try to shoehorn a couple things in. Matt Slick has tried this in a couple of debates that I've seen him in. Um, actually, check it out. I'm going to actually plug Matt Slick. Go to karm.org. It's a fabulously ridiculous website, and he walks you through this process of how he absolutely believes, fucking totally proves God's a totes real thing. (laughs) And it's all based on faith. At the end of the day, when you tear apart all the bullshit, when you peel back the layers of the fucking onion, everything, based on faith. And what's interesting is he tries to hang faith on everybody else. He will say things like, uh, science uses a measure of faith. Yeah. You know, because, well, and there's, there might be a little fucking cunt hair of a <laughs> bit of truth to that. So for example, I read a scientific paper. If I don't have either the resources, the equipment, or the expertise to conduct the survey myself, you could perhaps argue that I'm accepting the found, the findings of that individual on faith. Uh, However, oh, say what you were going to say. No, I'm just saying it's 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 more like an appeal to authority. I mean, they have the authority to, um, to to say whatever they what whatever they found based on their experiment. But the thing is, is that they tell you how they did it. Yeah. So anybody with the resources and the expertise can test those results. Yep. To see if they get the same answers and if they don't then they do it again and again and again until they find out what the actual real answer is right that's yep. the whole point of science it's it's error corrected correction is built in yep absolutely and so you know he he tries to do that and one of the other things that people will say is and i've heard this a lot is well you know do you know do you have you have faith that your wife will be you know not cheat on you but that's completely different exactly. i have evidence to show that exactly and you know it's like i it's been it's been demonstrated over time. Now, if it turns out that Shannon did fuck around on me, then I would no longer have that faith exactly. because it would have been shown to be unreliable. Exactly. And so, but it's, I I think at the root of it, um, I I agree with what, what one of the things that Matt Delante says, and I've heard um, Richard Dawkins say it, I've heard Lawrence Krauss say it, um, and it's. You know, so they, they try to, and Aaron Ra was probably the best one that I heard him say. Um, he was talking to Matt Slick and he said, he said, why are you so intent on trying to get me to carry the mantle of faith? And then he asked him a question. He says, he says, is it because you see how useless it is? Is it because you see how bad it is yeah. that you want to hang it on me too? Yeah. And say, well, you're no better than me. You just have faith like I do. 
Um, and that, that's probably the best example of the argument against it that I've ever heard. Um, I, I loved the way he did that. And so, you know, it's like, no, we, we, we don't have faith in the way the faithful have faith. Yeah. Um, and we just don't. Well, and it, faith is just like Matt always says, faith is believing something for which you have no good reason. Yep. Well, like I have the, the quote up on the, on the wall from Matt Dillahunty. I have a, my lovely wife got me a, uh, got me a little poster and I got it framed up nicely. And it says, faith is the excuse uh, people give for believing something when they don't have a good reason. Yeah. And that's brilliantly said. And you cannot, yeah. you cannot say that for anything that science holds up. Yeah, the I, reason you believe it is because there's a good reason. Exactly. We have shown it to be the case. Yeah. Or we, uh, based on all the evidence that we have, this is the best explanation yeah. for, the, for this given phenomenon. But Ken Ham has a book. <laughs> and an <laughs> arc. <laughs> I, have a, I have a book. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's the appeal to faith. Uh, don't do it. Uh, research, read. The, the uh, National Academy of Science has a, has a whole searchable database on all kinds of shit yeah. that you can look up. And even, even Google, you can just enter something in, like you can see, experiment on, and boom, it'll just, you yeah. can find all kinds of shit and links to papers uh, from reputable sources and Christian ones too. <laughs> and you can find out for yourself. And that's what I love so much about what so many scientists have said. Like Lawrence Krauss will say, he's like, don't take my word for it. Yeah. Go out and look it up. You know, it's like, I'm saying this and I'm saying it's true. Don't believe me. Yeah. Go do it for yourself and you can find out for yourself that it's true. Or not. And he says, you know, it's like, or prove me wrong and win a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Boom. Well, that's what all these, all these, these flat earthers are like, research, you know, it's like, Yeah. Go, please do. Yeah, research. Dude, go do that do thing. Do the research. Hey, you got to get that flat earth fucker. I well, want I'm, his I'm, ass. I'm just saying not that. Not in a, not that way. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Not like, that there's anything wrong with that, like, but I'm not interested in that. Right off the bat, if you say there's no such thing as gravity, then, yeah, you, okay, fine. The earth is flat. If you don't believe gravity, then what? <laughs> well, that's an assertion. Prove it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no gravity. Prove it. Prove there's no gravity. Yeah. You're making the assertion. Prove it. Oh, fucking hell, brother. That's an hour and 20. All right. I guess we call it quits yeah. here. That was fun. It was. So, all right. Um, I think So I think that's enough trouble for us to get into for one week. Uh, please uh, reach, out to, reach out to us via email, theca8rogers.com on Twitter, uh, at the underscore CA underscore podcast. Um, my Facebook page, totally wide open, Michael Stewart. Dean's... Also wide open. Uh, Dean Roberts. And uh, again, tell him how much you don't like his voice. <laughs> and uh, we will keep this whole thing going. Oh, fuck. We didn't even say what episode it was. This is episode 36. Look at that. Yeah, we forgot to say that. Oh, wow. We normally say that at the, at the beginning. Well, it's been we we didn't do this on Sunday. We've been it's Wednesday, yeah. right? So that's your fault. Is my fault. This time it is my fault. <laughs> it's your fault. I will hang that shit on you, fucker. Um, Actually, right. no, it's Meredith's fault. That's right. It's <laughs> Meredith's fault. Meredith, stop fucking with our shit. Um, I love you. Anyway, uh, 
yeah, that's enough for now. Until next week, I have been Michael. I have been Dean. And we will talk to you later. See you later. Bye-bye. This has been The CA. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please drop by the iTunes store and give us a review and subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they release. Just a reminder, the views expressed on this broadcast are solely those of the hosts and are for entertainment purposes only. Never take advice from two guys expressing an opinion on a podcast. That's just silly. See you back here soon.